You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello and welcome again to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray. We're going to talk about revival, the revival that can solve all your problems. Well, a lot of your problems, most of your problems. People don't realize that. They're so afraid of a move of God, not knowing that the move of God is going to solve so many of the problems in your life. And if you're a pastor, a leader, board member, or just, you know, just somebody prominent in the church and you're, you're, you, you want the church to succeed, a, a move of God, a true revival of God, which a lot of people have never been in one, they've just read about them, uh, will, will solve most of the church's problems that they have today. They just don't know it. And, uh, you know, like a person, you get into the presence of God, you're going to solve your self-esteem problems. You get in the presence of God and, you know, you, you all of a sudden, you're, you, oh, I have such a weak self-image. Well, you won't have that in the presence of God because you'll have a God image. You won't even be thinking of yourself. The more you get in the <clears throat> presence of God, the more yourself uh, decreases, just like John said, John the Baptist, I got to decrease, he got to increase. Well, if you decrease, then you're not even thinking about yourself. And what a, what a glorious time that is. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm not even thinking about myself. I'm just enjoying thinking about God and being a part of what God's doing. So when you get, <clears throat> the reason it's so great is when you get a revival, a true move of God, it is a time of not just grace, it is a time of greater grace. And if you read in the Bible, in the New Testament, you'll find there were times when they'll say that certain men have great grace on them, greater grace. And uh, so there's grace that we know that is for everybody that believes, you know, we have to have grace on our lives. We never, that unmerited favor to get us into the kingdom. And then there were certain individuals in certain times when they experienced a greater grace and great grace was on all of them, it would say. And so that's when we have, um, a, a move of God, a revival, when grace just increases to the point where it solves most of our problems. Yeah, a lot of, you know, think about that. Um, well, what about this? You know, here you are, you know, worrying about attendance, even church attendance is down, and you're worried about people coming. Hey, have a move of God. Why, twice, twice our churches had that, and they came from all over the world, packed it out with over three years. Flew in from everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Flew in from everywhere. And when we were out in the country, they'd fly in to the Kansas City airport, and then they'd drive two hours to get where we were from all over the world. Yeah. Attendance? Yeah, Dick, we, we went up. And a lot of people forget that. You know, they're so afraid of uh, revival. Well, guess what? Finances will go up because if attendance goes up, finances go up. You're there praying, oh, God, we can't hardly afford to turn on the lights or the air conditioning is so expensive. And Nowadays, you know, inflation and all the things and our building payment and now attendance down. How are we going to, hey, have a move of God. Get attendance up. Attendance comes up. Finances come up because people love the move of God. When You know what? When, when God begins to move, people get generous. They attend more and they give more. 
Uh, you might want to think about that. And then it unifies. The Spirit of God just unifies people. And uh, I've had pastors tell me, well, I'm afraid to move God. I'm afraid to revive a little split in my church. And, and uh, I asked them, I said, well, you know, how long has your church been around here? And they might say 20, 30 years, whatever. You know, maybe they weren't the first pastor, but they've had a number of pastors for 20, 30 years. I said, well, has your church ever split before? They said, yeah, 20 years. We had a church. Well, then you already had one. Why don't you have a move of God? Maybe it'll unify. He says, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, afraid it'll, you know, it'll divide us. I said, look, your church is already divided. You just don't know it. It's already, there's already division here. Why don't you just get a unity of those that love God? And you'll have, you'll have a, a greater attendance. You'll have greater finances. And you'll have this group of people that really love God and can really go deep in the things of God. And when you get that, what else do you get? Man, you'll have a greater joy. There'll be joy in the house of the Lord. You get a revival. You get the presence of God. You get the glory of God coming every week into your services. So you see all these things that every pastor, leader, churches, and even individuals are so afraid of are answers to our problems, and then you get a greater commitment. And I hear, hear it all the time today. You can't get anybody to commit. You can't get them to do anything today. All the things that pastors wish their churches would be, well, worshipers, great worshipers, are the answer, just get a move of God and everything will increase. And it's a time of greater, greater grace, right? And so when that time of greater grace comes, it'll solve most of your problems individually. Individually, you'll start feeling better about yourself. You'll find destiny. You'll want to go to church. It's not you have to go to church. You'll want to go to church. You'll want to worship God. And like I said, people came all over the world. They'd spend their own money and fly around, travel, bus, you know, car and stay in hotels and eat in restaurants just so they could be in a church where God was moving more than they were in their own church. You can't do it. They're not going to do it if they do the, get the same thing in their own church or across town in their town. You got to have an upswing of a greater grace where the presence of God is. But we can have that, you know, because, you know, Jesus, remember when he went into the temple in Luke 4 and he took the scroll and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. And he, at the end of it, he said, the year of the Lord's favor, and then he closed the book. Well, you know, he was quoting from Isaiah, and Isaiah said, the year of the Lord's favor and the vengeance of our God. But when Jesus quoted it, he, he ended with the favor of God. He didn't say vengeance, because he was saying, this is the season of a greater grace. It's not the season, he said, of the vengeance of our God. It's the season of the greater grace. It's the season of grace. And so he, he lifted that out, yeah? So, so he's saying, hey, now's the time. Now's the time. You want to get something, you can get it. And so uh, I was reading in the book of Ezra. What a great book that is. <laughs> you know, I thought, uh, I, I felt uh, about a week or so ago, God wanted me to study the book of Ezra, and I thought, well, okay, I don't know anything there that's too much, but let's get into it and see if I can find out what's there. And I got down to the chapter 9, and uh, found out that they had gotten in some trouble. What happened was uh, the, the people, the Israelites, they, they didn't follow the plan of God. Now, I know that's hard to imagine that God's people wouldn't follow the plan of God, but they didn't. And what they did is they intermarried. You know, they were supposed to just marry within their own group, just like Christians are supposed to marry within their own group, but they don't. 
And uh, so they, do, they were supposed to marry within their own group. So they married outside of their own group, and God didn't like it. You know, that, he told them not to do that, and they married, you know, they were marrying the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Ammonites, and, and all those people worshiped other gods and other ways and all that. And so that's why Christians, you know, you start getting involved with other people, and now you, it's, it's not what God intended. You're supposed to stay within the flock, marry within the flock. But anyway, that's what they did. And so after a while, bad things started happening. And the blessings of God started going away. And they go, what happened? What happened? And so Ezra comes along and he says, what has happened to us is a result of our evil deeds, our guilt. And so now we're getting what we deserve. And sometimes you look at America today and you see, you know, there's wars over and there's threat of wars and inflation, division, fighting. You just turn on the news, fighting, everybody's fighting everybody. And, uh, and crime is up and, and uh, you know, it, the money situation, just go on and on and on, all the things that are going. And, and it's just in the last couple of years, it's got to go worse and worse and worse. And you say, what is going on? This didn't, didn't, a few years ago, we didn't have all this. What is going on? And you can start wondering, huh, could it be that the people of God have just got so soft and they just don't care anymore what the Bible says and they're just out bickering for whatever they want. They just want, 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 and they, but they have very little interest in God. That's what wickedness is. You know, wickedness is when you just don't care. You don't care. Well, you know, you know God, you have a Bible, but you don't care. And so he says, this is happening to us because of that. We just, uh, we, 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 we've got our evil deeds on us. And so there we go. Well, then he says, but wait a minute here, but wait a minute. That's why it's happened. But we are in a special time. He says, but now for a brief moment, the Lord has been gracious in leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in the sanctuary, giving light to our eyes and relief in our bondage. Get that. See, that's a move of God is coming upon them because he says, listen, we deserve this. All that we did, we've intermarried, we've done the wrong thing, but guess what? God is giving us relief, a brief moment of relief. And that can be in your church or, or across our country, around the world where maybe we haven't done everything right. Maybe it hasn't been done right and, and things are going wrong, but all of a sudden God's people wake up and said, hey, we haven't been really following God. We've just been living lazy Christian lives, serving ourselves and calling ourselves Christians. And all of a sudden, we, a, a, a prophet or somebody, a preacher comes along and says, hey, we're getting what we deserve, but if we'll just turn to the Lord and clean this thing up, let's, let's, get, let's get going. Let's start turning to God, crying out for God to give us a move and a presence and a revival. And all of a sudden, Ezra says, hey, God's given us a brief moment. A brief moment. Here he says he's going to do this. He's going to give us a firm place in his sanctuary, right? Well, that doesn't say much for all those trying to shut down churches and get us out. Let's get out in the parks. No, no. he said we're going to get in the house, in the house, firm place in the house. He's going to give us light to our eyes and get this. I like this a lot. And relief from our bondage. See, that's what revival will do. We're going to give you a firm place in God's house. The light comes back in your eyes, and you get some relief. And all of a sudden, you go, wow, why have I been avoiding this? The move of God has solved most of my problems. 
because most of them are my own fault, just selfishness, self-centeredness. That's why I want to encourage you today. Get this move of God. Stop being afraid of the word revival and the presence and just keeping everything the same because you're so cozy, but you're cozy in your bondage. You're cozy in your, in your insecurities. Nope. Get a hold of it. Pastor, it'll solve most of your church problems if you could just get a revival. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival. Revival.